Welcome to the second episode of While We Wait, where we share stories of hope, faith, and ministry that is happening during this time of waiting that we all find ourselves in. Our first conversation today is with Sue Grant of Christ Church in Clayton, and the second conversation is with Colleen Mercer of St. John's Church in Cape Vincent. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I did. And now I'll turn it over to Sue Grant. Good afternoon, Sue. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. And you? I'm I'm well too. Um, thank you for taking the time to um, have a conversation with me. So I'm wondering if you can share with us what are those things that you are finding yourself really longing for? Well, there are several things that I would like to see back on my calendar. I enjoy my quilting a lot. And when this first happened and they shut us down, I was in the middle of making a quilt that I had picked up the pieces partially sewn together at a quilt guild meeting and started it. And I was able to finish it. I made it a little bigger. It's a queen size quilt called a Bargello. But I do miss being able to share all of these experiences and my trials and tribulations in doing it with the rest of the quilters that I know so well and they, I really miss seeing them. And how often, I'm just curious, Sue, how often were you getting together with your quilters group before all of this happened? We got together twice a month, every month. We, we met twice. And we had demonstrations and we had work bees. And once in a while we'd go on retreats to Syracuse or up at Beaver Camp. Uh, we had some good times, and I'm looking forward to having those good times again. Yes, it sounds like a wonderful community that you have um, with a shared goal. Um, so, um, so yes, that quilters group sounds like a great uh, place for fellowship and community, which I, I, I'm sure you probably know this, but you're definitely not alone that feeling of fellowship and community, I think, is one of the deepest longings that people have experienced. We also made quilts for organizations. We did them for the retreat, the uh, women's center. We've done them for a hospice. So we, we did a lot of charity quilts for families who were burned out. And those were usually group projects. Mm. So there's a service component to this fellowship that really... There absolutely is a big service component. So have you found anything in the last few months to fill in the gap for that service? Um, well, I did do a lot of research on the church windows. Yes. And I, I wrote an article on the Morgan Merchant window, which is at the back of the church, and that was published in the T.I. Sun Oh, in August, but I did research because I didn't know anything about all of the things that happened on the river years ago. They had shipwrecks on a regular basis, and that was how these young men were killed or drowned, and that window is in their memory, and if anybody really is interested, the, re the article is available, and I'm, I'm willing to share it with anyone who would like it. 
And also, Tom LeClaire and I worked together on the history of the people involved in the other windows. Not, not what the windows represented as much as who the people were that they, that they were, that were memorialized in them. Mm. And, and so that piece of service work, um, I know you're a history, um, I don't know if I want to say a buff, but you're an, an enthusiast, you're a history enthusiast, right? Um, I'm curious about how things happen to be, I guess. Well, that's awesome. And, and what a great way to share the history of the, the people in that article. It was a lovely article, by the way. Oh, you did see it then. I did Good. see it. I did. I'm glad. Um, so now you said at the beginning of our conversation that there were a few things that you were missing on your calendar besides the quilters. Well, I miss seeing my kids. <laughs> we haven't seen our oldest son since last Christmas. Mm. We haven't seen our youngest son since a year ago, July. And Tom pops in once in a while, but we haven't seen his son since August, who would be our grandson. We haven't seen our granddaughter and her family since last March. So we've got a lot of gaps in our family get-togethers here, and we're not getting together for holidays right now either. But someday that'll all turn around. Well, yes, I and I, I, I hope so, too. Um and I appreciate the wisdom in being cautious with family get-togethers. Um, and I also appreciate the, the longing that those kinds of things create. Is, has there been any opportunity to connect in other ways with your family? Oh, we talk with them on the phone frequently, yes. We talk with everybody on the phone. It's just not quite the same as, as seeing them in person and being able to cook a meal for them or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the church service, we really enjoy the church service, and there is a plus side to that. Um, I, I know I miss going to Christ Church, but on the other hand, Dan isn't able to easily get into the church. So he has been able, and he's always anxious to go to church, on Sunday mornings, and he even goes on Wednesday mornings usually with me too. So that's been a plus that we've been able to do that together. The the virtual services have made that a little bit easier, haven't they? It ha It's made it easier for him and other people who have difficulty getting around, I think. Yeah, um, and that was, I guess, one of those unintended... Um, I guess, graces of God that we discovered during this COVID time um, that we have been sort of, our hand was forced a little bit. We had to come up with a way to be able to bring worship into people's homes who couldn't get out. So That's right. And I think you've done a fantastic job when I listen to what other, other people are experiencing in their churches. I think we're way ahead of them in many cases. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, I don't know that I've done anything super spectacular except really try to listen to what people needed and try to make that well, happen the, somehow. The ability to, to share in the service, to, to for some of us to do some of the readings or responses, that's, that's 
been important for me too, just to be able to take part in the service. Mm. Good, good. Well, I, and you probably know this, but I believe that liturgy is a, a community thing. So I'm glad to hear that that has been a fulfillment in some way. Um, very good. So I how, just decided early, oh, excuse me. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just decided early on there was no need of getting upset and moaning and groaning about this to just try to make the most out of it and find things to keep busy. And so far I've been able to do most of the things that I had planned to do um, after all, of, after we knew what we were going to have to face. It was not necessarily things that I would have done under ordinary circumstances, but since we had to do something different, why well, I've managed to keep myself relatively busy. Well, that's good. Do you have any, um, I don't know, I guess we'll call them words of, words of wisdom to share for other people who might be struggling a little bit in that regard. Is there anything that you might offer to them for? Um... Oh, golly. Um, I don't know. I just try to keep a positive attitude, <laughs> I guess. And I know that's easier for some than others. Um, it's got to be tough, especially for kids who don't see their friends. And and I, I really, my heart goes out to them because it's, it, it's not normal to be a kid and not have friends that you can share laughs and giggles and good times with. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I also hear that I think, if this is correct, you've been making some phone calls and sending some letters and cards, haven't you, during this time? I have made more phone calls than letters, I, um, but my phone calls aren't necessarily to Christ Church people because I, I have friends, uh, as a result of our having gone to some dances with senior citizens in Watertown at the state office building, we still are in contact with those people although most of us don't dance anymore, <laughs> but we still try to get together once in a while. And uh, we we miss the getting together part, but we can still talk on the phone. Well, that's very good. And that helps take up some time, too. I think probably if you, if you feel blue, sometimes it helps you as much as the person you're calling just to have a conversation with someone. Sure. It's a connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially well, if you like visiting with people. That's right. That's right. Well, and I I have found most of the people who really miss the, the fellowship and the connection are the ones who tend to be a little bit more social in some ways, you know, and enjoy visiting with people. So. And they, they're more apt to be reaching out mm -hmm. to, to fill that void that they feel. Right, right. Well, Sue, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us, and I look forward to sharing your our conversation with others. Um, before we go, are, is there anything, any specific prayer requests, either for you or your family or anyone else that you might would maybe would like us to pray for you for? I, I don't think I. We always need prayers, but I don't think there's anything specific. 
I would just like to see the end of all of this so we can all get back together and share a cup of coffee, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I'm with you there. uh, Because I think everybody misses the coffee hours after church. Those were always good and cheerful places to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, um, Well, thank you again, Sue, for taking the time to talk, and um, we will uh, be talking again soon. Well, thank you for including me. You're very welcome. Good morning. Well, actually, good afternoon, Colleen. How are you today? Good afternoon. I am just fine. It's a beautiful day. It, <laughs> the sun, at least, is trying to shine. It, it is a beautiful day. Nice warm temperatures today. Yep. So, as you know, what, what we're working on right now, or what I'm working on, is this Advent project. And as I was preparing for Advent this season, it occurred to me that, that two of the common themes that we have that are um, inherent to our Advent season are waiting and preparing. And it occurred to me that we have actually this year, 2020, been in this very long period of waiting, waiting for things to open back up, waiting for the pandemic to be over, waiting for us to be able to get back to normal And I started thinking about what that was like for all of the rest of you. And so I'm wondering if you can share with us what some of your longings are that you have discovered as we enter this period of Advent. What are the things that you are longing for? Um, You know, I'm looking for something to celebrate. It, it's funny, I was in a, a store um, yesterday picking up some electric stuff, and they, you know, said goodbye and said, have a good holiday, and they all were, you know, it's like that time again, and I just, I said, you know, I'm just so looking forward to having something fun to focus and do, and and they both, both of the people in their office, they both brightened up and they both said, us too, you know, it's just, it's been a long time. And it just, to have something um, that we've always associated with um, uh, generosity and love and togetherness, to have something, you know, to be anticipating that again, it is just it has so much promise and I'm not exactly sure what we'll all make of it when the time comes, but, but it seems like it's, it's, it's open to, to try to make, try to make it something beautiful, something that you just need to, uh, to center your, your, your heart right now. And, and so you, you, a couple of times just now you were referring to things to celebrate. And so I'm wondering if you're, if there's something specific that you're looking forward to celebrating. Is it the Christmas season or, or Christmas or? Um, you, um, yes. 
Okay. Because for me, the Christmas season is, um, it's just, to me, it is just a time of celebration. <laughs> um, I've, um, I don't have children, and so it's not that our Christmas has always been about, you know, making everything um, fun or, or special for the kids. It's always kind of been focused on, on my husband and myself, and, and then by extension, the maybe some brothers and sisters that we still have and 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 St. John's and so it was always wonderful to be able to um, to engage the rest of our parish about um, it's to me it's just such an uplifting time it just lifts my heart to think of it so I was just looking forward to that I'm not sure if that's exactly what <laughs> what you mean well I, I think that's great and I think that that's probably the case for a lot of us that, you know, things that we can celebrate with our families and with our church family and things that we can do to offer hope to okay. other people help to lift our spirits a little bit. I agree. I agree. And which, which also leads me to a wondering of during all these last several months, where are the places or the things, what are the things that have sort of held you up and given you hope and a sense of joy and, and um, light at the moments when you really felt like you needed God to hold you up? Can you share any of those things with us? Um, I, I will try. Uh, my, my ideas aren't going to necessarily be um, wonderfully <laughs> poetic. I have um, I have missed the companionship and the community of our church. So I look forward to our services on Sunday, and I know I've said this to people you know, different meetings and such, is that I love being able to see everyone's faces during the services and not have, not seeing the back of their head or not being separated by, you know, which church building you're in, that um, it, that's been a real, that's been very uplifting to me. And um, I think that I believe that the um, that the service is that God is there with us and is is helping us get through. I don't think I um, you know like like has been said, the church wasn't closed. We just kind of like moved it out of the building, <laughs> and, and it's um, so. It, it, it's really was the people in the church and the um, the uh, the messages that we get in the service, which you don't have to be in the church to receive or consider. Or um, I, don't know, I look forward to those. I really do. Well, you know, it's interesting. I um, I hadn't heard anyone share that before, but I totally get it because on on a, a regular Sunday morning, the way we used to do things, right, 
is I have the the blessing to be able to look out at all of you so I do see your faces so I can appreciate yeah, how we can see the back of everyone's head except for yours. <laughs> right. And and <laughs> and also, and I hadn't thought of that this until just this moment. One of the things that you've just helped me to realize that I'm longing for is the ability to see everyone's faces, not just in church, but even the people that I cross on the street because we all have masks on our face. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yep, yep. So that's interesting. That's wonderful. Everyone, everyone is home in a safe place and, uh, and, and open to... To whatever's out there, you know, it, it's been, uh, I really do, I'm so glad that we, we've managed to find the, the virtual way to, to have a service so that we're not so isolated or, or so unconnected. It, it's been helpful to me. So I'm glad, I'm glad that that has, um, been it sounds like it's been a source of community and a source of connection so that's good that's good um so how about in everyday life are there things that have uh held you up um things that you found joy in i don't know lisa i'm i guess i'm I, it's just, it's everyday life and I'm, um, I'm working to keep myself and my husband safe and thankful that we've been able to do that. I am, uh, I, I try to help, um, it's just, I've been a part of the food pantry for quite a while now, and uh, I've been able to talk to people on the phone when they, they place their order, and, uh, um, and, and I know that I'm helping, um, I know that I'm helping people who need it right now, and that's, that's important to me, and I love that um, right now the pantry, you don't have to qualify by being having a certain income level during this time they're just open to anyone who needs their help so it's been um it's freeing it's like there's no judgment you know that's not required of us it's just the ability to um to help others and 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 and, and we do it in a way that keeps them safe, too. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure what to say after that. I guess I'm one of those, I'm one of those doers and not very contemplative. <laughs> okay, so, so just, to, just a point of clarification for people who are listening who don't know which food pantry. So you volunteer where now? At the uh, Cape Vincent Community Food Pantry on Ecclestein Street in the village of Cape Vincent. And and is there um, a geographic limitation to the people who might call upon the Cape Vincent Food Pantry for assistance? 
they have to live within the town and the village of Cape Vincent. And there's actually a little bit of, sometimes there's a little um, crossways where someone might technically live in Clayton, a Clayton address, but they pay their taxes to Cape Vincent. So you still, you have to be um, at least um, attached to the, to the township of Cape Vincent. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like a wonderful ministry that helps <clears throat> build up um, and provide for people who really might be in dire need of some assistance right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and do they have assistance beyond, is, are, is there assistance available beyond food? Um, there is a... Uh, I was speaking to our director, um, Rebecca Dowling, this week, and she mentioned that the Salvation Army has allotted her uh, a small fund that has to be that can be used um, um, that actually covers Cape Vincent and the Three Mile Bay area that can be used for emergencies like. Um, um, you know, rent or, or um, oh, I don't have my list now, but those kinds of things. Um, you, we, we can't necessarily pay for a car repair or utilities, I think, good. But um, they can't pay for a car repair, perhaps, but it would if you knew that you could get some help with your, your money that you were setting aside for rent, that you could use some of that to, uh, to work on your car. So there, there are some limitations, but it, it allows um, people to get some extra help. There's also, uh, she has the ability to okay um, emergency vouchers if there is like a, 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 an emergency, like a, if your house burns down, that they can help you get closed and, and have things, the things you need to start up again with your family, for your family. And when I asked her about the range, she said there's actually another, there's a woman who covers the uh, Clayton area. She just said her name was Mary, and she works at Goops mm -hmm. in Clayton, mm -hmm. and she's the one who covers that area. So she has access to those Salvation Army funds to help there. And because they're a larger, there's more people in that area, she apparently has access to some more funds than we do. But it's like if someone came from the Clayton area to ask you for help, and you could perhaps direct them in, in, in that way. Well, that is, that is all very amazing. And sounds to me like the, the joy, some of the joy that you're finding, the things that help to feed your spirit are mission oriented, which is wonderful. So thank you for your, um, for your willingness to be able to follow God's call in that way to help bring the that sense of hope and light to other people. So we're about to the end of our time, mm -hmm. but before we go, I'm just wondering if there's anything specific that we might pray for you. I don't know. Just help me to keep my family safe.
Many thanks to Sue and Colleen for sharing their stories of hope and inspiration. I look forward to connecting with you again next time. And until then, God be with you while we wait.